All right, good evening, everyone. Let's start quickly. I want to get straight into this. Genesis chapter 15. I want to speak to you about vision. Vision. Why are we speaking like this? And I, I believe that this recording will get through to every um, working environment, every business, everyone trying to enter a new level of prosperity. Um, I want you to take the words that I share with you um, important. Again, the most valuable thing as we know, as we have been emphasizing is God's word. In fact, the only thing that God's obligated to prosper is his word. So actually what puts you in the place of rest before God, his word. All your hard work from, if you're working from the Wealth Nation office, um, working from morning to the evening, all of that will be labor if there's no room for the word. I want to give you opening scriptures so that you understand why this is the case. There was a time that Peter had toiled. He had labored um, all night, the Bible says, and yet had caught nothing. Nothing can literally be literally nothing or nothing can be in respect to what was expected. Yeah, in respect to what was expected, they did not reach target. Are you here with me? So the Bible actually gives us a formula. I want you to know that in this word, there are codes. There are codes that if you actually seek, you'll find. And every time you, you place a demand in the word, the word is bringing you into a realm. That realm brings you into a power, brings you into an authority where all things have to work for you. So I wanted you to hear this about Peter. Peter got to a place where he had labored all night tried to catch fish. He was an expert in fishing, but his expertise failed him. He understood because of fishing, he will understand weather, he will understand conditions, yet all the things that he knew failed him. I actually want to tell you what God laid on my heart, that all your efforts will fail you. That's mad to say, right? All your efforts will fail you unless, like Peter, you make room for his word. What changed the situation of Peter, a man who had toiled throughout his night season and caught nothing, though he had gained expertise, he had gained qualifications, he knew everything in formula-wise, everything that he needed to do. What changed his situation? The word came along asking to make room for me. Christ one day came and said, can I use your boat? Can I use your business even for a moment to speak? So you see, the, most, the problem we have is that usually toil gives you no room for the word. Labor gives you no room for the word. Pressure gives you no room for the word. So we have seen parents, we have seen people, predecessors, people that came before us who because of labor had no room for the word. They compromised that time. They said they can't go to church because they have to be up early in the morning. They replaced, it, they replaced sorry, rest with labor and they thought that the more I invest into labor the more returns I will get but the bible makes it clear that if a man can be there enough to create room for the word then there will be the the the, the manifestation of all things submission submission to the word what I expect after all these words I share with you is that there will be an influx resources will come your way um, connections will come your way it will not be what you did. It will be what you allowed, what you permitted. 
So I want us to start with Genesis 15 because God wants vision. It's vision that will take us. The reason why I come and speak the words the way I do, sometimes I sit with different groups and I tell you, I ask you questions like, what is this? Where is this going? What are you doing? It's to inspire vision. It's to inspire vision, but so that I don't go ahead of myself, and I want to keep this as brief as possible, Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1, what does it say? After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Yeah. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Mm. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and yeah. the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, you have given me no children. Here's the problem. When vision came, because God manifested or presented himself to Abram first as a vision. He didn't present himself as a man. He presented himself as a vision because the duty of vision is to be able to call out of Nana, the man capable, the son capable of carrying out the details of that vision. Did you hear what I've just said? The duty of vision is when it looks at Sean, when it presents itself. So why do I encourage that you as leaders and every one of you should sit down and say, where are we going with this? What is the Lord saying here? It's because vision will call out of you the man capable of carrying out what God desires. So Abraham, Abraham is different from Abraham. Abraham was a man that was stuck in his inadequacies. He was stuck at the level of lack. He could not do. It was impossible. What vision was asking of him was impossible. And as far as Abraham remained Abraham, um, Abraham, there was no way that he was going to fulfill. He said that, what would you do for me? All this reward, all this word, yet I have no son to inherit. I have no son to take up what is for me. So look at this. Re read it again from verse 1. Go on. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Yeah. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, mm. your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. Yeah. And Abram said, You have given me no children. You have given me no children. Yeah. So a servant in my household will be my heir. Yeah. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Did you see that? No. So vision first came. Then the word of the Lord came. But it's weird because what drives vision is the word. But what comes out of vision is the word. What drives us to live the way we live is the word we hear that produces, presents to us a vision. But what tells us the hows, the do's, is the word. So at one point... Abraham's thinking, this is impossible for a man in my state. This is impossible for a man that's in my realm. I was not born to a house of the wealthy. I was not born to an affluent family. I was not born to see or have um, resources at my, uh, at my core. Do you understand? However, so he recognized his state of impossibility, the fact that he couldn't do it. But the Bible actually says that as he began to ask God, he was persistent on knowing, you know what you guys are doing? Every morning that you come to work, you're asking God, what do I do? How do we produce wealth? And at some point in that constant seeking, the word comes. 
The word comes to you. And what does the word begin to show you? The how. He says, look, you think it won't happen. But I'm telling you how. It will be a child of your own that will be your, your heir. The word tells you the, the, um, the ways, the hows to do. So why am I emphasizing this point? Look, if you don't have vision, the word won't come. In fact, vision or the lack of vision is actually the lack of word. First Samuel 3. The Bible says at one point, go there for me. The Bible says that, look, in Israel, the word of the Lord was rare. And because the word of the Lord was rare, there were not many visions. As far as there was no visions, a man stuck in the state of Abram. For illustration's sake, for you to understand actually what I'm, what I'm saying. For a man stuck in the realm of the flesh, it is virtually impossible to do anything that God is calling them to do. Because God visits men in their vision. There was something in you that believes, you know, your flesh sees, in your flesh you have no money. But then a vision came to you and you just know that you can give at this level. What do you think that was? That was God coming to you. That was God presenting himself to you, presenting a case to you. But what helps you to know the house, the word? What even brought that vision? You never believed that you can do 100k until you came to a house with the word. So the word is the driving force behind visions. But the word is also the how to perform what the vision is telling you to do. It's later in scripture, we won't go there, that the Bible tells us a vision came to Joseph. But later in scripture, the scripture explains that it was the word of the Lord that put him in chains. So the word is the driving force behind this. But please read the first Samuel so you don't think I'm just saying stuff. Go on. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Yeah. In those days, the word of the Lord was, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see. In fact, let me not drag that because that will take us into a long word. So again, this word, it molds. This word, it shapes. It puts you into perspective. It shapes you to be able to feel, fulfill what God is calling us to do. But the vision of God comes to a man who is stuck in a state. This state is the realm of the flesh. Do you understand that? So at first, the words you're hearing, you want to respond to it, but you cannot. Because the flesh profits nothing. The, 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 you remember what scripture, what Christ said to us, that the flesh, the flesh, sorry, cannot bring any profit. The Bible says only the spirit gives life. Only the spirit produces. So why do we invest so much time into the word? God is giving you the enabling power. He's bringing you into a state. He's moving you from Abraham because the only father of Isaac will not be Abraham, is Abraham. Unless Abraham successfully, through the word, journeying with the word, translates himself from the realm of the flesh, Abraham, to the realm of the spirit, Abraham, he cannot produce an Isaac. He cannot produce anything. He cannot respond. It doesn't matter how much he tries. The best that Abraham will perform or the best that Abraham will produce is an Ishmael. He will produce what will still persecute him. He will produce what will later leave him. He will produce something that deceived them into thinking that it will bring the blessing, but it won't. 
So the Bible actually says to us, or what God puts in my heart to tell you is that God is leading us into a place where vision is the power. Look, we must keep speaking. You know, when I tell you to sit down, you must keep speaking vision. You must keep speaking, what would this evolve to? So when I'm asking, what's the serviceable part of your business? I'm bringing the word there. Because I'm saying that the word says that you must love, you must serve one another. I'm bringing the word there. We are forcing a space for the word. Because we know that the, the only result of bringing or giving space to the word is that increase will come. Increase will come so much over the wealth nation family that you will have to ask partners to help you drag it in. I'm prophesying, but you're not hearing me. It's fine. It will get to a place that you will do so much that you will need neighbors. You will need people who by nature are business people. But you see, because of the, by the nature of the increase, they will come to join this school too. Because they will need to help you bring in the reward of giving the word the space. So why must leaders keep speaking the word? You must keep speaking the word because God is trying to bring a vision. When vision comes, the duty of vision is to call out of Esther, the capable woman, the capable man that can carry out the agenda. Out of the vision comes the word and that word takes you on a journey, tells you how. So every day we sit down and some days we get into the word, some days we talk, sometimes we have meetings. But each time we allow the word, what you should be looking for, you know, I'm looking at some people. I was speaking to one of your sisters today, yeah, and I've seen this reoccurring story. Someone, you know, I put in the chat the other day that this year we will make millions and I, I made the specific, it will be pounds. Yeah. And I said, look, this truth hangs on nothing you've seen. It's look, someone can think that they don't have or they don't know what to do to create finances and think that they're out of this. It doesn't work like that. I saw a year where certain of your brothers had nothing, were given nothing and in a split second are able to give five figures. So you realize that to the the ability for you to create finances is not toiling it's connecting like i've said it's the entering into a certain realm so what you should be looking for is yes the bible says labor to enter rest your labor is to discover what god is saying because once you find what god is saying once you hear once you see that vision that vision's duty is to call out of you the man capable hidden in every flesh is a spirit That spirit needs to be empowered and that spirit is empowered by the word of the Lord. Romans 8 verse 9, quickly for me, just to reaffirm these positions. So most of us have heard the word in the state, the word of the Lord came in a vision form. It told you that I can do this. It told you that we want to take Europe. We want to take Ireland. We want to take Belgium. It told you that you can create systems that empowers our community. There are people that are are living under injustice right now and we can provide and minister justice. These are the things. So you do know I don't care about business. This is just a tool for us to reach and confirm the call over our lives of reaching people. Saving people, providing salvation, providing services and products that will be able to carry a generation, raise a generation. But it starts off with vision. Can you find yourself like you have? 
find yourself and keep yourself in a room, in the house, in a space where the word will constantly come. Because the more we invest the word, what was scarce at a point will come, will become a regular occurrence. Visions will not be something you see once in a while. Vision will be something you see and expand on a, on a daily basis if the word keeps coming. So the attitude you must keep up, the strength you must keep up is that when it comes to the word, I can always give time for it. I can always. I tell you all the time, go and check with some of the leaders that you see having. They listen to the word more than you do. They have given space. And if I want to grow to the million pound level, it's me creating more capacity and space for that word. Because God is only obligated to prosper you according to the word. The flesh profits absolutely nothing. All the works of your flesh can do nothing for you. But let's read Romans 8 from verse 9. Go on. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Read it once more. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. Now, because the word is coming to you, God is saying that you are not in the realm of the flesh. What changes you, what makes you transform and transfigure is the word. And that brings you into the realm of the spirit, the realm of possibility, the realm of being able to do. It says you are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. Go on. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. If indeed the word of God is alive. If you keep the word of God alive in you, you are not in the realm of the flesh. So the moment I begin, the moment I become too busy or the moment that my soul becomes too regulated by carnal things, what am I putting to death in my life? The word. And if I put to death the word in my life, guess what happens? Everything begins to collapse also. So what you are fighting for is according to what God has tasked us to do, you must keep word alive in you. You are not a man that cannot produce. If you're bringing about no profit, you're still in a state of flesh. What do we need to do? Up the word. How do we uh, create and place a greater demand on the word? Hence why I've said to the whole family that the next couple of months is intense giving, intense soul winning. What are we doing? We're placing a demand on the word because if the word can be at work in us, guess what will happen? Everything will shoot up. Everything will stand. I hope you're believers of the word like I am. It says that you are no longer in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, yeah? If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. There has to be a condition. If the spirit of God, remember why I said the word. The Bible says that the word I speak to you are spirit and life. As far as that word keeps coming, as far as it's alive, you will prosper. So look at what scripture says. Like I said to you, Peter got to a place, maybe Matthew 6, 16, 18. After this, I've got two more scriptures and I'll let you go for the day. Matthew 16, verse 18. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. What happened here? Peter was an unstable man. He was a businessman, unstable being that he had learned everything, like I've said, in terms of fishing. But there was days that he can have and days that he struggles. 
unstable in his cause. And what happened was that the Bible says that the word of the Lord, he began to journey with the word. He kept up the word. Remember that when Christ came to him, when he was at the Sea of Galilee, eventually he came and said, oh, get away from me for I'm a sinful man. And Christ said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You see, at that point, he already heard the word before. I want you to know this. Because of the things like the temple, they always knew that there was a Messiah coming. But now he had encountered the word. And the, the encountering of the word was the time that God placed the demand for that word to be a regular, daily fellowship with yourself. No, let me try and explain that. So before, on the Sabbath, Peter would go to the temple. But it was only restricted for the Sabbath. But then the word came and placed a demand like it did with Abraham, a daily walk, a fellowship, day to day seeking what God is saying, seeking what the counsel of God is for his life. And once he placed that demand, he followed with the word. And then what we didn't know was that that word was only trying to show Peter a vision. Peter, who do people say that I am? Can you see me? Have you had a revelation of me? Because if you have a revelation of me, then I can call out of you the spiritual man. This spiritual man can give life. This spiritual man would not be void of profit. You are the rock, he said. Please read it for me. And I tell you that you are Peter. Yeah. And on this rock, I will build my church. Yeah. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Look at all the things he said. You're a rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And it doesn't matter the pressures of this life. It doesn't matter the persecution that may come. They just won't be able to stop you. Guess why? Because he saw a vision. But you see, the work didn't stop there. How do I make this vision work? I've seen the vision, but I must continue with the word. Because the word tells me how. What I'm actually saying to you is that if you don't know how to start bringing profit in your businesses, it's because you've got to a place where you're compromising the word. You have to keep looking in the word specifically for instructions. This is the reason why you hold on to leadership because the demand you must place on leadership is, hey, what is God saying? Because my daily bread is based on his speaking. My profit is based on his speaking. So he says, look, nothing will be able to stop you. So now Peter goes on a journey. The word has to explain to him how, has to make him strong, has to call out of him the strong man out of the weak man. And then we begin to see all the exploits of, of Peter. You know, I thought to myself, the constant times that Paul would say uh, he's a prisoner of Christ. How did Paul become a prisoner of Christ? By way of vision. One day he was on a way and he saw a vision. When he saw this vision, all of a sudden he's changed his route and now he becomes a man restrained. Uh, Proverbs 29, 18. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Do you see that? So where there's no vision... I want you to understand what this means. Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint, meaning that they are unable to live a life appropriate to the vision they've seen. 
And Pastor Toby looks at me and says, you're Pastor Toby Jr. A vision. Do you understand that? But unless I see it, unless I continue in the word and see it, I will not be able to live the life that is appropriate to that. So when I see a man living an uncontrolled life, a man that is without restraint, you can tell that person is here but have not seen the vision. Because your restraint, you, in other words, you see when we say disciplined lifestyle, is as a result of what you've seen. You can be a preacher, but if you have not seen anything, you will not live according to what the vision is asking for you. Because it's not in your own power, it's in the power of the vision. He says, so where there is no revelation, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. They live anyhow. What does it go on to say? But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. So vision is actually wisdom's instruction. The word is wisdom's instruction. I see a vision and the word just keeps giving me instruction. It tells you, okay, uh, you're going to do a word tonight. And I'm thinking, I've not had any time. What am I going to speak about? But as soon as I show willingness, then there's a download. In five minutes, everything you want to say comes. Why? Because I am heeding wisdom's instruction. As far as you have vision, Cicely, are you hearing me? As far as you can see vision, what happens is that what will be given to you is a life. So after he saw the vision of the Lord, Abraham, I'm talking about, what we started to see over the years was a life being cut to shape. God eventually got to a place and he said, be thou perfect before me. Walk before me and be blameless. It was a life that was becoming Again, what the world will call disciplined. Discipline is not harsh. It's just living according. There's a discipline you must have as an athlete. It cannot be the life of another person. There's a certain type of lifestyle that will allow you to optimize in the route of um, athletics. So there's a life calling for you to lead. But the question now for Pastor Ellen is, can you see this? Because you can be... look. When Paul received the vision, do you know he was not the only one on the road? But guess what? He was the only one that saw the vision. Do you know that when God came to the house of Jacob, Joseph wasn't the only son, but he was the only one that saw the vision. Vision is everything, guys. Vision, again, in your... So from an invisible capital, you must, I don't care how things look. Let the word inspire you to speak. This is what we're going to do. Then according to where you see yourself going, you begin to live a certain life. The Bible says for the, um, for the glory that was set ahead of him, he endured. There was a certain life he had to go through because of what he can see. If you see nothing, you live anyhow. Yeah. So when I'm saying that focus, how do you know where someone's going to be tomorrow? It's based on the steps they're taking today. Because if they've really seen it, they will start to change. They'll start to put details. They'll start to put things into their life so that they can make the necessary changes. Yeah. So let me end with this scripture, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. And you also were included. Inclusion. In a divine conversation is in your ability to hear what was said. Read it once more for me. Go on. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, 
the promised Holy Spirit. So as I'm speaking this word, what God will begin to minister to you is a vision. A student club will just hear the word. And if I can just keep speaking the word and if she can keep opening her heart to the word, she will just speak, her mind will break open. Impossibilities, the barriers of impossibilities will fall. And she will see that there's coming in this lineage, what she will be sowing for is a new structure of, or a new educational institution completely. One that actually um, um, speaks the prosperity of a child. One that actually lifts someone. It's because the word keeps coming. Eventually she'll start to see in accordance to the word. And then you will have the need to depend on the word. I see something. That's why I depend on the word. You know me. You can see me one second. I'm playing with another person. And in the next second you can see me in the word. Because I've seen something. When I keep saying this. You've heard me say this over and over again. I know it's a sure banker. We're going to prosper. What do you therefore do? You intensify you raise the stakes. I am sure of it. What I'm praying is that you are the ones raised to fulfill it. Not a stranger will come after you. Because whether it will happen or not is, is, it's, it's without question. It's going to happen. So what should you be looking for? You need to hear the word. Every time you hear me speak on a Tuesday or PT speak on a Thursday or on a Sunday or whenever the word is, what you should be receiving, because if you're really hearing it, you will begin to see visions according to the walk you are, you are to follow. That's what you speak to your team. You say to your team, we, are, we, we make this amount. We don't see barriers. We make this amount. This is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to reach. A sound mind must see themselves as the top agency to help heal in the mental health sector. You must see yourself like that. If you don't see that, if you don't see that, I question if the word is entering you. The word tells you that you are the father of nations. That's what the word tells you. The word tells you that if nations will live, will be because of you. That if they will be blessed, it's because of you. That's the word you hear. And as you hear that, you receive vision. And as you receive vision, word would direct you to how to fulfill it. Calling out of the realm of the flesh, the man of the spirit. Do you understand this? So I want to close here, but I want you to go and take these words. Think about these words. Make it practical and applicable to your life, to your business. This year, every business hits a hype. Every business. All businesses, from trade family to invisible to the apartments to Stuter Club to all of every single business, those named and not named. Listen, you will be a money-making machine. But not only that, you will provide services that the world will come and seek refuge in. You're looking for people now. Go out and recruit because they need you. Let your light shine. I'll stop there.